Hello, and welcome to Shattered Lives, an informed, conversational, cutting-edge radio show in touch with today's issues that impact the lives of crime victims, addressing the aftermath of crime, forging a path for hope, building awareness, and empowering listeners for the future. This is Donna Argor, a.k.a. Lady Justice, your host, with my co-host, Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you to today's show and to our library of weekly archive shows. It is our goal to make a difference. Um, So uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm welcoming you on a frigid Saturday morning here in cold Connecticut. Um, And I have to say that um, my heart is very warmed because we have um, a kind of an... um, uh, an unusual uh, topic today uh, kind of uh, bodes well with the weather. It's all about nourishment and healing, and uh, it really does help people who are in crisis or tragedy. Um, and the organization is called Healing Meals Community Project, and it's it's based in the greater Hartford County here in Connecticut, but has other affiliations. And uh, so before we get to our um, First two guests, I want to say good morning, Delilah, and officially happy six-year anniversary. Oh, great. That's good to know. Well, that's a good ears to another six years, so we'll be bringing <laughs> listeners good programming for six more, and <laughs> maybe more, who knows, but well, um, we, thank you. We hope. Yeah, I think maybe officially it might have been like this coming week, but uh, this is the month, so... I just want to say thank you so much for doing all the work that you do and and being such a good co-host and PR manager and I love it and love you. Thank you. So, well, this is you know this show promises to be just as as good if not better than a lot of other ones that we've had out there. This is a a very near and dear project and um I think there's a lot of people out there who will definitely benefit from the details we're going to bring and I I just I'm just really taken aback by how this uh, Healing Meals Community Project works and the benefits that people are reaping because of the goodness of their volunteers. Yeah, it's it's my kind of my kind of project as well. So um, we want we want to hear all about it, and I think you know the the most impactful is always to hear about the human stories, and they do have that as well. But we want to hear about the process and the overview. So, without further ado. Um, we welcome Sarah Leathers, who is the founder and executive director, and Ellen Palmer, who is um, the second in command. Um, so, ladies, welcome to Shattered Lives Radio, and thank you be- for being being part of our show. Good morning, and thank you for having us. Thank you very much. We're very excited to be here. Well, we're we're glad to have you here too, and um, you know it's nice to venture off the path of crime and tragedy, although this is a different type of, uh, it, it is kind of fitting in the in the motif because, um, you know, there's so many life events where um, our bodies and our minds um, kind of break down and they, they can't deal with life and whether it's physical illness or mental health or whatnot, we're, we're not always prepared to um, keep ourselves nourished and to, to keep up uh, 
with with what we need to, and I think you are there filling a gap, and I think it's wonderful. So, um, Sarah, could you could you tell us um, a little bit of uh, an overview of the project and a little bit about your different staff because I think they have such tremendous skills. Give us an introduction, please. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, so we are an organization um, that started two years ago, uh, almost two years ago, uh, March 2016, and the mission of our work is to provide organic meals for people in a health crisis while fostering compassion and empowering youth in our communities. We are part of a larger organization that started 11 years ago out in California and uh, that my sister started, and we feel really blessed to bring this to Connecticut. So um, we are, again, almost two years old, and in that two years, we have provided more than uh, 10,000 meals to 29 uh, towns around the greater Hartford area to 118 clients and their families. And we provide uh, each week delivered to their door uh, five meals for everybody in the family, and we support that family for a total of 12 weeks for free. And, and wow. so it's, and it's really important. We feel very strongly that the, the point to do that for 12 weeks is to really nourish them and have them feel the goodness of this whole nutrient-dense food and hope that over the course of that 12 weeks, that they really change the way they eat for the long for the long term. So for us to do that, it takes a lot of wonderful volunteers. We have over 300 volunteers, both youth and adults, but the youth are doing the cooking and alongside adult mentors. And um, we are blessed to have an amazing group of uh, young people who join us every week to get those meals um, prepared and ready to go out the door uh, that are delivery angels. We have adult volunteers who are delivery angels who uh, deliver those meals to our clients. Uh, But we also have, besides Ellen and I, uh, we have uh, two other directors who started with us, uh, Emily Stefino and Ellen Deutsch. Um, Emily is our client manager. She is the first contact uh, with our clients and their families, uh, and she makes sure that they are uh, well taken care of along with the client liaisons who are the uh, day-to-day contact or weekly contact with our clients. Ellen manages um, all of the business side for us, and then we have um, another uh, staff member, uh, Chrissy Barnard, who oversees all of our volunteers um, every week, and it's a really big job as well. So we're really grateful um, for for that team. And then uh, a year ago, we were blessed with um, hiring um, an executive chef, Donna Lieben, and she brings beautiful energy into the kitchen. It's a very different role uh, from a typical executive chef because not only is she sharing her kitchen, but she has to um, understand youth um, and also be able to um, you know, work alongside both youth and adults. And, and on any given day in our kitchen, we can have up to, you know, 16, 17 people, um, which is a lot of people in a kitchen. 
So that's wow. that's our team. That's our team. Mm-hmm. That, how did that the, how did great. how did the youth become involved in this project? Um, is it is it something that's by invitation? Do they have an application, um, or do they just show up? How do you keep all these kids organized? Well, it's an excellent question, and there's a, it's sort of a two part response. <clears throat> so I'll start with logistics, and then I'll back up. We have orientations that we hold twice per month, where any volunteer can come in and learn about the process and fill out an application. And really what we encourage them to do is think about this as a job. One of the things that we love about what we're doing is helping these young people, young adults, learn about job readiness skills and also to learn about leadership. So from the minute they join us, we get them involved in that process by knowing that if, they're, if they do become a volunteer, if they can't be there, they need to let us know or else we can't get our meals out. So we really place a tremendously high value on them. Then they are the reason that we're able to get these meals out every week. And really, how did it all come to be that the youth were a part of this? Uh, Sarah and I were de- delivering a program that we had created called Wise and Well, which was a program to help empower youth to eat better and to integrate different self-care strategies into their day so they could really be their best selves and feel great about it. We were working with a local university and they lost their funding. And so Sarah will share more about the background, but um, it was her time to say, you know, I've always wanted to bring series to Connecticut and I think it's our time. Let's just go directly to youth and invite them into something really powerful to help teach them this. So we are a healing protocol but almost bigger than that, we are a youth leadership program. Um, so, so are you are you connected with um, like guidance counselors in high schools, uh, uh, or you know, uh, av- you know, advertising certain ways? I mean, in terms of actually get getting the getting the word out for the youth so that they can come and join. We do have a couple different things in place. We haven't reached out to guidance counselors because we've had a steady stream of youth volunteers. They've seen different articles that we've been written up on. Um, mm-hmm. They've seen us on the news, and their parents let them know about us. But we do have a couple of schools that we uh, talk about um, what we're doing. Some schools have to do community service, and mm-hmm. so they get connected with us. Other folks are doing confirmation volunteering that they're looking to do. Um, and there's a couple of youth organizations locally who have kids that are interested in cooking. So, so far we've been really blessed to have a steady stream, but that is one of our objectives for 2018 is have more of um, a, an outreach as opposed to uh, inbound. Kind of word of mouth kind of thing. Oh, I, I see. That, that's great. And, again, if you find somebody that cannot be reliable or whatnot, then they, they have to depart, correct? And you, you kind of set the rules. <laughs> we are really – exactly. So they know what the boundaries are. And then if we ever do have someone who isn't showing up the way that they can in their best self in our kitchen, we always work with them. We really want these kids to have a place where they can come and feel safe and really mm-hmm. have a chance to develop these skills, meaning we expect them to do well in the classroom and on the field or the stage or wherever they are living their daily lives. They don't often have an opportunity just to come and feel deep pride for the work, the work that they're doing. And so we really do see it as our role to help develop them and develop skills that maybe they're not getting anywhere else. So to take them aside and talk to them about how they are showing up or not showing up and help them feel 
like they're making progress with their own personal development. That's that's great that you know they're they're getting that growth experience. Now, so they're they're working alongside your executive chef to create to create these meals and is your chef creating new menus like every week or like on a rotation basis or is it from from the cookbook that we'll we'll get into? Just kind of want to know how that part works. Right. Um, so when we uh, when we started, again, being part of a larger affiliate, we were able um, at that time to um, really follow their meal plan when we first got started. And so that's been really great as a starting off point. But we have a uh, – right now we're rotating um, eight to ten-week meal plan um, that's seasonal. So we know, you know, we want to use as many local, uh, as much local grown produce as possible. So based mm-hmm. on the season, uh, you know, we do change up uh, our our menu. Um, you know, so much of the meals is around um, vegetables. So we really focus on seasonal vegetables. And uh, so we have we have incorporated an eight week meal plan. And those menus do kind of rotate through. Obviously, our clients, there are certainly some, some recipes our clients like um, a lot, and we like to incorporate those um, as much as possible. But we have a really good system. We use both the cookbook um, as well as creating some of our own recipes over the course of time. Um, so so that what's wonderful about the youth is our youth have this opportunity, like Ellen was saying, to take on these leadership roles. And as the youth, um, you know, become uh, dedicated to healing meals, they, uh, we track all their hours. And a young uh, youth can, after 50 hours, can earn their blue apron. And that means that in the kitchen, a youth who has a blue apron um, is a go-to person. They know what is expected. Uh, they understand the whole cooking process. Often our youth who uh, have a blue apron may be working alongside a new adult in the kitchen and putting a, a menu together. And then um, if a youth uh, does more than 100 hours, they mm-hmm. actually earn a chef coat. And we have had two youth who have earned their chef coats, and that's really exciting for them as well. So there's opportunities for the youth in our program to, um, you know, as the other youth see these youth with their blue aprons and their chef coats, um, they get inspired and they and they yeah. want to to do those as well. It's a status symbol. <laughs> it it a is. Healthy kind. It's a healthy yeah. It's a healthy kind. And and back to your question about how we find our youth too, uh, we are very blessed that we have youth coming from probably 10 different, probably eight different towns, mm-hmm. 10 different schools, um, and they and seeing them work alongside each other in the kitchen, uh, even from the same school. You know, we know how hard it is to be a high school student, uh, and, and the peer-to-peer thing can be very um, difficult. And right. You know, you may see somebody in school that you would never speak to, um, unfortunately. And here they have to do, they have to communicate together. They have to work together 
to get these meals out. And so all of a sudden, all of that gets put aside. And they're bonding over something that's bigger than themselves. And they have this sense of purpose um, outside of themselves. And that's what we see that's so kind of magical about being in the kitchen with them. Um, We have a lot of stories of seeing our youth um, just really come out of their shell and, um, and just find this, uh, our kitchen as a really happy place. And they, mm-hmm. and they want to show up week after week. That, that sounds wonderful. Is there um, sort of a, a central place, like if, if people are listening in Connecticut and they feel like they want to, want to um, perhaps apply, is there a way for them to do that if they're listening now? Or their family? Yes. Uh, How yes. can they do so, that? They can go to our website, which is www.healingmealsproject.org. Mm-hmm. Healing right. And there is also a general number they can call, which is 860-264-5864. Okay. Um, so, so they can do that and you're, you're, so you're, you're always growing in terms of the client base you have and your volunteers, it sounds like. So you're, it's not as if you would like turn, turn to, turn a good candidate away or you would have, uh, people sort of as, uh, as backups if, 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 uh, somebody can't make it or whatnot, it's always good to have a large volunteer force, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, um, that's, we want to make sure that if there's any youth who wants to get involved, we can, we can have them get, get them involved in the kitchen. And this summer, um, we hope to have our own organic garden. And so that will bring another opportunity for our youth to get involved and be able to rotate them through the garden and the kitchen and the packaging um, as well. Oh, wow. That's, that sounds great. Um, with regard to the, let's talk a little bit about the, the client base and how, how you find um, the, the clients that you serve. Can you, can you tell us um, where, if, if you did not exist and you did not exist two years ago, where do your clients typically go or how do they make do? I mean, there's only, you know, there, there are pretty strict requirements for, quote-unquote, meals on wheels, and I won't even go there in terms of the, the, the nourishment or the taste of those in comparison to you. But what, what is there out there um, if, you know, be, before you, before you be, came into existence, what did clients do, and then how did they find you, and how do you find clients today? Well, that's very interesting. One of the things that we realized as health coaches is that most people don't have a good understanding of what they need to do to eat healthy. And when you're sick, you just don't have the energy to do it. Right. And so I think what mostly happens is that friends and neighbors start meal trains for you. And so if you receive a diagnosis, the outpouring of love from local folks create a lot of meals, which is delightful and also very loving, but not nourishing at all. So nothing against pasta, but a full (laughs) diet of carbohydrates is not really supportive in terms of healing the body. 
So when we were looking at this as a model, it just makes perfect sense. You know, when you're working with someone one-on-one as a health coach, you can't be in their kitchen cooking for them. If you do have a kitchen, you can most certainly get those meals out. And what we've been able to find in terms of different statistics is that 85% of cancer patients are malnourished. 85%. Really? So if you so if you do have neighbors that are bringing you meals, that's fantastic. But it isn't necessarily bringing you the nourishment that you need to get through your treatment and get onto the road to recovery beyond the chronic illness or the acute health situation. Are they are they mostly lacking like protein or what what is what is that, Ellen? Or why They're is mostly that? Lacking, yeah, mostly lacking nutrients and vitamins and macronutrients and those are all the things that you find in primarily an organic plant based diet. So we are really cognizant about providing the highest quality of food and the most nutritiously dense that we can. So I think until we existed, it was the love and support of our neighbors feeding us. And now with us here, we have the opportunity to take their healing to a whole different level. So when clients, when we first started, we made a commitment that we were going to start small and build very methodically and our very first client was outside of the geography we thought we would serve. And, of course, we said, okay, this is where we're going to go, anywhere our client needs us to go that we can drive to. And so originally it was word of mouth. We all know folks, unfortunately, that are sick. Um, If you ask any one of us, we probably know someone that's in a health crisis. And so it all began very, very organically grassroots with people finding us and us reaching out to folks that we knew were sick. And now over the course of time, what's happening is word has gotten out, and thankfully through our broad volunteer base, there are more and more people out on the street listening and understanding when someone might need us and reaching out to them. We also have had some referrals from some local physicians, which has been phenomenal, and that's really the objective oh, is to really partner. That is mm-hmm. fantastic, and we're really hoping to, to grow that and be a resource for them. You know, they're doing the best they can with with their profession and and connecting folks with the right surgeries and procedures and prescriptions. But it's proven that that food is a key component in helping folks get back on track. And so we were so fortunate to be that leg. So there are a couple of infusion centers that have sent some clients our way. And as I mentioned, we're going to continue to do some outreach this year in 2018 to really partner in in a great way with local physicians and hospitals. Oh, that that would be wonderful. You have have a brochure designed and have it in the, you know, in in the doctor's offices or whatnot, and you'll you'll have to hire tons of staff, <laughs> you know, three times, <laughs> really. <laughs> but exactly. I, we're, I, we're I busy. Yeah, I know. Well, who knows? Um, I sometimes um, no good thing goes unpunished when you get you grow so big that you can't fulfill the need, and we certainly hope that that doesn't happen with you. But what what I'm wondering is um, I'm looking here in terms of receiving meals in the process and whatnot, and it says we deliver meals for 12 weeks at no cost. If someone has cancer, and, and irrespective of what type, and I'm certainly not an expert, although I've known plenty of people with cancer, is there um, a certain period of time with it within the process that is the most important in terms of the um, healing nutrients. So 
For example, if you're just diagnosed, is it the best time to receive your service versus sort of down the road a little or uh, tragically if someone is terminally ill? How do you gauge that? Um, you know, for us, we are we are getting referrals uh, from people in not only cancer but chronic illnesses. Somebody somebody might have um, been in an accident or had a surgery that is laid them up, and um, mm-hmm. we are we are so thrilled when we can support that family wherever that when wherever they are in that process because um, you know it's we feel strongly that anytime you're able to get our food, it's going to, it's going to be very uh, helpful and healing. So I don't, I I don't know if we would say that, you know, if you don't get our meals in the beginning, it's not going to be, it's not good. I don't think that matters. I think that really doesn't matter. No, because we, you know, not only is what we do about the food, but there's the whole healing side of the, the food that is made in our kitchen with love and care, and those um, clients of ours feel that. So the social isolation piece of people going through this crisis alone, many of our clients are on their own, and they're, uh, they don't have family, they don't have a support system. And, you know, in any given week, we have 35 to 40 people who come together to make these meals for these uh, these families. And we let them know um, on our delivery sheet, it lists every volunteer that week that was involved in getting those meals out the door. And that is very, very healing for our clients. We also, our youth write cards every week uh, to our clients um, and they absolutely love these cards. Uh, sometimes I think they love them more than the food because we hear all the time <laughs> in our th- in, in the thank you cards we get um, how much they love the notes from from our youth. That's that's wonderful. Uh, um, can you can you tell us what the what the process would be in terms of the? I can't see them just kind of you know driving up, knocking on the door, and say. Oh hi, I'm I'm Mary. Here's your food. Um, bye. See you next time. I mean, is it? Are do they go in and they visit for a while? Do they they help them set up the food, or do they explain what's in the menu, or how does that go? I love how you've described that. Um, that just makes us it makes us smile, right? So if someone shows up at your door with this bag of food, I would be delighted. But um, we have a whole intake process, and Emily Safino has really done a an amazing job of pulling together all of the client correspondence that needs to take place uh, once they start um, receiving our meals. And so there is a schedule every week. We do, net, we do let our clients know when we'll be there. And when the delivery angel is assigned that particular client for the week, they will sometimes call and let them know that they're on their way. They always know generally what time they're going to be receiving these meals. And sometimes our clients just don't feel well. So they may not be up for visitors, and we have an arrangement that we will leave the food outside if it's cold. If not, there's always a cooler with ice and leave that for them. So they'll do a knock at the door and just let them know that they've dropped off. And other times it's different. They might be feeling okay or maybe they're feeling lonely, and they just want that human connection that Sarah was talking about. Such a very big part of what we do is love our clients well and really just send as much good energy and healing 
love as we possibly can. And sometimes that might include bringing those those foods into the kitchen, maybe putting them into the refrigerator for someone, just depending on how they're doing. If they're not getting around well, we try to take the extra step. I know my husband did a delivery a couple weeks ago, and he was just so heartwarmed because um, we had had an ice storm or snowstorm, and his client that he was delivering to was having to go off for treatment, and he just scraped the windshield of her car, and just she came out afterwards and gave him a beautiful tray of cookies and a, a really sweet note. So it Aww. really means a lot. I know. It, you know, mm-hmm. we get so much out of this, probably more than the clients do, and and so it just depends on the client, how they're feeling each week, but our objective is to let them know that we care about them as well as provide them with these nourishing meals. Yeah, and um, is is there any kind of formal tracking in terms of the the progress and how they're feeling after they get all of these uh, organic uh, products versus you know getting the pasta casseroles? I mean, do you do, do you try to, to to figure out well, well we, nutritionally we've really made a difference, or is it kind of just anecdotal reports from the clients? We have a couple of. Um, a couple of things in place for that. So again, we have client liaisons who are the point people for all of our clients. So they're doing uh, an initial intake where they're understanding what the situation is, where some someone might be in their treatment, what their dietary needs are, if they have any food sensitivities or any foods that are just problematic for them. And then they'll check in with them every week to every two weeks to see how they're doing, how they're feeling, how if anything is changing for them, anything they want modified. And we do a survey at the beginning. We do a survey in the middle, and we do a survey at the end of the 12 weeks to understand what has changed for them, if anything. And early on, we had the most amazing experience with a gentleman who unfortunately was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and he came to us and just said, you know, I really, I really am scared, and I don't necessarily want to have the surgery, and we put him on the immune broth, and then a couple weeks later, he went on to the food, and in the beginning, he spoke to his doctor, and the doctor told him, you know, don't bother making dietary changes because it won't make a difference, and that challenged him to say, well, I'm going to give it a try, so we put him on the immune broth, we put him on the food, and when he did go back, for his surgery, the doctor could not believe how much inflammation was gone from his body in just that one month. And really, just one month, said, and it really made a big difference. Huh? One wow. month, one thirty days, and the doctor could not believe it. And he said, "I was a naysayer, and I didn't think that you were going to be able to make any progress, but but you really did." And of course, that's music to our ears. But more importantly that helps him get on the road to recovery that much more quickly. This immune broth, we call it our liquid gold. It is. Yeah. Tell it us is about a, that. Fantastic. It is. Um, it's a trumped up vegetable broth. <laughs> so think of your most delicious vegetable broth, but with deep, deep, deep nutrition from organic vegetables and adaptogenic herbs that go in and really bring out the, the most nutritious combination of healing for a client. So when we make deliveries every week, we send at least a quart for the person who's going through the health crisis. And that alone has been such a comfort. We, have a, we had a client, unfortunately, she passed, and she's dear to us. 
one of the things that she used to share with us and her family used to share with us is that she just looked forward to having her immune broth every day, especially um, in the afternoon. It was very comforting and very warm for her, and it's the only thing she could eat, and she just, just, just loved it. And another story, someone who was not really interested in, in food, she didn't have much of an appetite, um, but she would sit down and warm that broth every day and swears that that's what got her through. So it's a wonderful healing way to help people uh, get a, a kickstart on their healing. Wow. Is that um... – are are any I'm just in listening to you talk I'm wondering are any of these um recipes that your your chef creates are they are they available for for per, purchase outside of this program like if if we're health conscious I I have to be gluten free and I have an immune system problem I'm just thinking are any of these things available for just those of us that that want to be that continue to be as healthy as we can with crazy schedules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we have the cookbook is available on our website. Okay. Um, the, yeah, as, tell us about well. the cookbook. Yeah, the, so the, the cookbook was generated uh, by our a, a larger affiliate, the Series Community Project out in California. Um, and we, we like to share that cookbook. Um, many of our clients ask for it. Um, it's called Nourishing Connections, The Healing Power of Food and Community. And that was written um, actually by my sister uh, and another woman. My sister actually is the executive director of the program in California. And so that is available on our website. Many of our clients ask for that, the cookbook. Many of our volunteers have bought the cookbook. Many of our youth have bought the cookbook because they, um, you know, every week in the kitchen they are trying the food and um, loving it and um, want, to, want to be able to cook it at home. Um, the other interesting uh, piece of what we're doing is uh, we are going to be starting a, a program, um, hopefully uh, at the end of this month, and it's a healthy meals program. So different than our healing meals program, which is free for clients for 12 weeks, we are getting a lot of calls from people who would love to get our food and who, and who are sick, who, but maybe aren't in an acute crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody who, you know, somebody, or, or somebody, uh, you know, we find there's a lot of seniors who want something healthier than the, than the Meals on Wheels program or their families want to get them something healthier. Uh, you know, maybe a family with a, a new baby, maybe somebody, again, who's, you know, had some um, minor surgery. Um, so mm-hmm. somebody in a chronic condition that um, knows that this healing, nourishing food is really going to support their chronic condition over time. We are going to be offering that uh, where people can actually purchase the meals uh, every week. And uh, they, would, they would purchase them for a minimum of four weeks. And they would, they would be uh, treated just like our clients as well. We would have a client liaison working with them, uh, but they have the opportunity to buy the meals. And those meals that they're buying will help support a client um, who um, is getting the meals for free. 
So oh, more wow. to follow that- on that, and, and that will be on our website. Um, but we do want, we're hoping to implement that um, hopefully the middle to the end of this month. Um, oh, and that, that, that's great. Yes, that's and I wonderful. think what's really, what's going to be really exciting about that um, is, you know, we, uh, our, our goal this year is uh, to serve 13,000 meals just in 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, and and our we're always gonna we're always gonna put our our clients in acute crisis first, and we're gonna you know we're gonna set aside a number of meals each week for our what we're calling our healthy meals clients. Um, so more to follow um, on that, but we're very excited to have that option. Oh, I I just get more excited every. Every part of your conversation I'm listening to, it sounds like um, it's just expanding like gangbusters here. Um, with regard to just maybe like a little bit of nuts and bolts, what what happens after the twelve after the the twelve weeks? Um, good question. So we have um, our clients are on our program for twelve weeks, um, mm-hmm. and we and we are actually implementing. Uh, along with our healthy meals option, a, a healing meals plus. So uh, a client can continue to stay on our program an additional 12 weeks um, at a very minimal cost, which will be based on their income level. Um, we want to make sure we serve those uh, clients living uh, below the poverty level. We'll continue to get our meals for free, but mm-hmm. uh, but based on income, it will be a very minimal cost, but helping to cover our costs. So our client can stay on for a total of 24 weeks. And some will, and some will choose that and, and some will not. Um, you know, our average client um, stays on our program for nine weeks. And, men, I mean, again, many stay on for 12. But um, on average, we found our clients stay on the program for, for nine weeks. And we track our clients. Um, we do surveys. We want to collect the data, and uh, so we do do surveys with our clients at the beginning uh, and in the middle and the end. And so we are gathering good information um, as to how they are feeling and and the the again the outcomes that um, we are we are seeing that are making a tremendous difference. One of our objectives for 2018 is also to add in an education component. And to start that midway through someone's um, experience with us so that we can start teaching them about how to do this on their own after they've finished with us. So sharing some information about the recipes that they have um, been served throughout their time and also to understand what they can do maybe once their treatment is over and they're feeling a little bit better. Maybe they can get outside and get a little bit of an exercise through walk and just do what we can to support them so they have some ongoing resources. A lot of folks feel like continuing to shop organic is just cost prohibitive, and we have found that that just is not the case. When we look at the rising cost of healthcare, we can really clearly see that dealing with diet-related diseases is much more expensive, both in money and time. So it, it just it matters so much that we give them an affordable way to take care of their health. And so pointing them into different grocery stores where they can get organic produce, um, maybe they can shop even at some of the big box stores like Costco and BJ's where they have organic options um, in hosting different events throughout the year that they can come to when they're feeling better. 
and really gain much more knowledge about that. So our objective is not just to have our relationship end with them at the end of those 12 weeks. It's really to continue to nurture them in a way that they feel comfortable with. Yeah, I I, I was just thinking, uh, or perhaps they just start using your cookbook, but that's good. I think that that educational component and, and working with them helps helps fill, fill that transition there. Are they, um, I just would imagine, um, are you serve them in containers that are like, you know, biodegradable and all this or, um, it, you know, in, in keeping with um, so that we don't get our landfills filled up and um, is, it, is, it a, is it a nice presentation too? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, so we are using, we've actually just gone to biodegradable, um, compostable um, containers. We were using Snapware uh, for the last year and a half, and um, our clients are, are sick, and we want to make sure that our uh, containers are as clean and sanitary as possible. And we just felt like we wanted to uh, just change what we were doing. And so we feel really good about the, the containers that we're using. Um, but really every week, our meals, we want to make sure are beautiful and colorful and the tastes and the textures and the spices are different in everything that we send out. So that understanding that when a client isn't feeling well, um, on our, we, this week we served 30 families uh, so there's 30 clients who at any given time are going through a, a different phase of treatment. Um, so we want to make sure that during that time that we're offering them many different options on taste and texture and color. But what we do know is that if they were to go to the refrigerator, even if they weren't feeling well, um, and they saw a beautiful bowl of Thai sweet potatoes um, noodles, and, you know, colored red peppers and limes, and it's really inviting. And, and so presenting that in a beautiful way is a big part of what we do when we package up our food every week. So as an example, I'll share what our menu was uh, this last week. We did a magical minestrone soup, cranberry roasted chicken with twice-baked sweet potatoes, lemon rosemary salmon with turmeric rice and green beans, a vegetable coconut masala, and a root vegetable latke on fresh spinach. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what all our volunteers say as well. Um, they want to take home the, the meals as well. Really? Well, I think I think that's a tremendous feat because when I go to the grocery store and I'm checking out, and I'm buying all these vegetables or all these gluten-free products, which is very expensive. The, the, uh, most of these cashiers in that age range, they don't even know what vegetables are, and they'll go, what's this? And, oh, that's a sweet potato? Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> so I would imagine that, you know, you're not only some teenagers, you're not only exposing them to what vegetables are, but you're, you know, there's a whole plethora of all kinds of things that they need to know, right? Exactly. One of the things that is an unfortunate statistic is that this is one of the thickest generation of kids this nation has ever seen. And it has always been our objective to do whatever we can to help connect them with things that are going to help them heal and live lives 
where they thrive forever. And that has to include vegetables and fruits and the nutrients that go along with them. So when they're in the kitchen and they're seeing these different vegetables and we're teaching them, we try to do an educational piece each week to help them understand something um, that's going to move them forward, either in terms of what they're eating or how they're moving about the world and how they're feeling confident. And when they're in the kitchen and they are um, really working with the food, they're cutting, they're, they're smelling the different scents, they're tasting the food when it's finished, they get to see that it's not as scary or as uh, bitter tasting in some instances or um, it's much more appealing than they, they once thought it was. So it's a really, really important part of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, it, it does sound like you're, the, the light bulb is going off and, oh, all of a sudden something that I always thought was just, you know, gross and terrible, these things are delicious. So, so you know, that's great. Um, can you give it, well, just to give you a little time check, I think we have like 14 minutes left. It's like vastly going by very quickly. Um, I was wondering if you could give us like a little bit of a, what's a day in the life of the people who are working in the kitchen, like from the from the executive chef point of view, and what what are they doing in terms of how they how they create their day and the and the menus and working with the with 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 the youth and uh, the menus? We could get like a snapshot of that. Sure. So we currently um, do our cooking on Wednesdays, um, mm-hmm. and then we package and deliver on Thursdays. And um, so our executive chef's role is to create the menus every week, create the shopping list, the prep list, um, and then prepare for when our adults and our youth come into the kitchen. And on Wednesday mornings from 1130 to 130, we have a group of adults uh, who do our prep every week. And it's a wonderful group. It's a rotating group of adults who absolutely love to come into the kitchen. There's a lot of camaraderie that's happened over the course of time. Um, and it's a really, uh, talk about a healing place for our adults. Um, they know that what they're doing every week um, has to happen for when our youth uh, come into the kitchen to do the cooking. We, to step back a little bit, we are also supported by Holcomb Farm in Granby. Um, and we have a we get a large industrial share for them from them, um, and it's over three thousand pounds of produce that we received. So we have another group. We are we work with an organization that supports people with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities, Favar and Canton, and we have a oh, group yeah. that mm-hmm. they go and pick up that produce for us and deliver that. Uh, so we have a we've got we're, you know we're working with different community. Uh, organizations uh, to really tie us all together and support our community in a large way. But, but once those, um, those vegetables uh, get into our kitchen, we have this group that comes together um, and supports us by prepping and, you know, getting everything ready. There's a lot of onions. There's a lot of onion glasses that are worn because it can get pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, uh, pretty strong. Smelling. There's a lot of tear, tearing going on, um, mm-hmm. and that happens 11:30 to 1:30, and then at three o'clock, our youth come start 2:30, 3 o'clock. Our youth come in. Uh, a lot of them get dropped off. You know, they're lucky they can get dropped off from uh, right from school, 
Um, and we do a uh, teen circle at that point, and that's what Ellen was talking about. Of, you know, we like to share with our uh, youth and our adults how many people are we serving. We often will say uh, the names of our clients only by first name. Their confidentiality is very important. But when you're in that kitchen and you take a moment to think about why am I here? You know, I'm here, I, oh, you know, and, and maybe for a youth, it's like, okay, I've got to fill my community service. Well, we change that for them. And we say, you know, we couldn't do this without you. And the, you're here and you're making a huge impact. And so we all take a moment before the shift to remember what is the purpose of the work that we are doing and how do we want to show up today? We want to show up with love. We want to show up with joy. Um, and we want to take care of each other in the kitchen, and that is felt in the food that goes out the door. Um, so we take a moment to do that, and then Donna will um, give the, the youth their kind of their jobs for the day. What are they cooking? Um, and our adult mentors are there to really uh, support them, but we want the youth to be doing the cooking. Um, but not only are the youth doing the cooking, they're doing the dishes, they're mopping the floors, they're labeling, they're writing notes for our clients. Um, so it's a really special place to be on a Wednesday and watch all of that happen. And then on Thursdays, we come back together. It's often a different group of youth and adults um, at three in the afternoon. And um, we package everything up. We uh, put it into bags and out the door it goes. And every client receives a delivery sheet, which um, list the menu for the week, all of the ingredients. We want to make sure they know what's in everything. And, um, and then how did you reheat it and who was involved that week? And it gets their note cards and so forth. So everything goes out the door is fresh. And they get often, most often um, it's a chicken dish, a fish dish, both with sides, two vegetarian dishes, a soup, the immune broth. And on occasion, we do do um, a dessert, um, but it's very rare. We, almost everything we do is gluten-free, soy-free, corn-free, uh, mostly dairy-free, and, um, and very low sugar. Uh, we oh, we realize we have a lot of our clients who are also diabetic, and so we're very sensitive to that as well. And then mm -hmm. we start the process all over again. <laughs> the delivery angels come and they take their bags and off they go. Um, and then Friday comes and, and we start all over again. Well, do, and they transport this in their personal cars right now. They, they do that yes, on their own? Yes, they do. Yes, they wow. do. And we, we are going, so we're cooking right now um, out of the North House in Avon. And we go in any direction, about 50 minutes is about as far as we go. We have clients in Cromwell, North Granby, West Hartford, Simsbury, Berlin, New Britain, Avon, Farmington, Barkhampstead, Torrington, New Hartford. Um, like I said, we've served 29 towns around the greater Hartford area. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, well. Uh, I bet all the, the, the people that are in the, uh, you know, uh, New Haven County and all of that are, are saying, gee, gee, I wish we, we we had such a service, but you can only do so much. You know, it, it this is just wonderfully enriching. Delilah, do you have any particular um, things that come to mind? I know, you know, like I had 
alluded to, you kind of lived this scenario um, for a while, and I'm, I'm sure you know a lot more about, you know, how how uh, a person with cancer um, was reacting to various meals that were, were uh, prepared back when, when, when you were helping out Susan. Oh, absolutely. And I, I just can't stress enough the importance that the public gets to know the fact that there are so many healing properties in the food that you eat that you, you don't need to be on a million different drugs. And I think with organizations like this, the public is going to learn this um, a little quicker and a little bit better than, than what is out there right now. And I, I just commend you all so much for everything that you put into each meal. I love the way that you put the happy, loving, joyful energy into the food as you're cooking and as it's delivered because food has energy. This is, it's all such a combination to making that person feel better and heal. Um, You know, in, in the scenario that I was in, she was in hospice and there really wasn't a whole lot of hope there, but, it did help. It, it helped a lot. And in that process, what I learned has carried me so far in the fact that, yes, the immune broth is is just something that's a staple in, in my kitchen. And I try to drink it on a daily basis. So if I feel a cold coming on or I don't feel so good, drink more. <laughs> so it, it's, it has yeah. really helped. It, it was quite the education process and to be able to see firsthand, um, you know, how the healing properties of food actually do work was, was a tremendous benefit. And I, yeah. and I think too, Delilah, I think what's interesting too is when somebody gets that diagnosis, you know, it's really scary and they, they are seeing, you know, at a lot of times many different doctors um, and they have to feel really good about the choice and treatment that they, that they're going to go on. And, but the, the beautiful thing about this food is that's something they can control. They can choose what they put into their bodies every day. And we want to share with them how important that choice is. So by giving them this option and really getting them to be ed- and educated around these you know, healthy and organic food, um, it's something they can control. And that's really important when they feel maybe nothing is in their control. And even for their family member to be able to have the cookbook, to be able to share, you know, uh, making a meal for their family member and knowing that it's the best that they can actually, you know, really give them is so, so important. Um, And we share what's really exciting. One of the things that we do now is, we have what we call our Nourishing Our Neighbors Dinner Parties to share the oh, what's that? our meals. So it's an opportunity to share our meals with our greater community. And it's a fundraising opportunity. Um, and you, you would invite 12, you know, up to, you know, right, we've done parties for 25 people to your home. And we ask you to set the table, and you buy the drinks, and we come. We, it, we do a four-course uh, organic dinner for you. We, we bring a group of teens and a couple of adults, and we prepare and cook the meals 
the meal for you for an evening. And it's a beautiful way to get your friends around the table um, and, and come together and support our organization, uh, but also be together around the table and share a really good meal together. For our youth, it's this amazing opportunity for leadership and community and communication. And, you know, many of our, um, many of the guests at the party will come into the kitchen and talk to the kids. Um, our kids have the opportunity to present themselves um, during dessert. They also, they often, uh, we go into the dining room and they introduce themselves. They talk about the experience with Healing Meals and what it's meant to them. And watching them grow into that um, right. from, a, from a youth who, you know, the first time says, oh, Sarah, I, I don't want to have to go in and introduce myself. And, you know, we encourage them to do that. And then watching that same youth, you know, three dinner parties in, and now she's this bubbly, outgoing, <laughs> uh, young, confident. confident young woman. And we like we magic. Say to, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's magic. I, I we that. say to our parents that, you know, we when your child young person leaves our program, they are going to know how to communicate. Um, and in this day and age, that is a really, really important piece of their growth. So those parties Absolutely. are really fun. Those two you can find on our website. Um, but we're starting to do those, um, you know, around the state. Uh, it's, it's, again, a really, really fun night for our team. We love doing it. Um, it's an opportunity to share what we're doing for people who don't know about it. Uh, so, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, 10 other people um, around the table who maybe never heard of Healing Meals, um, and that's an opportunity for people to say, oh, gosh, I know somebody who could use your service, or, boy, how can I help? Um, it's, it's a beautiful way. Uh, I think that's a wonderful concept. I wish my condo was large enough to accommodate all those people, but I would love to be invited to one of those dinners. So we'll, we'll see about that. It's, it's, I, I just, I'm bowled over with the amount of, um, you know, great, inf inspiring, loving information that, that you have imparted here. And I, 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 I threw out the idea that if in the future you'd like to do a follow-up show, maybe bring on a couple of your youth volunteers and we can promote some of the other things that you're doing. Um, Ellen and Sarah, you, you have my promise that we'll, we'll fit you into the schedule if you'd like to come back. Oh, we would love that. And, you know, we'd like, we're, we probably would be able to have a client as well, join in that really? conversation oh, or a couple that would clients. Be great. Um, okay. Yeah, to really to really share the work um, and hear it from from a client and a youth. Um, thank yeah. you. We would. You tell us when we would love to come back um, right. and talk well, to everybody. We'll, we'll talk as they say. But um, <laughs> prior to closing out the show, though, it, um, Ellen and Sierra. Is there one overarching message you would like to convey or any other um, general piece of it, uh, information that goes along with what we've been talking about that, that perhaps I missed that we should tell people? I think the big objective is for the community to come together to support this would be amazing. We have had such great uh, blessings already, but in order for us to grow and serve more people, we really do need um, continued support through spreading the word about what we're doing. We're really looking to partner with uh, organizations who align with our mission 
Um, we would mm-hmm. love to bring on some corporate sponsors this year and a hospital partner potentially to do some studies together to really prove the outcomes of food as medicine. So we have a fantastic fundraiser in the fall. We um, create a marathon training team. Many of us do the 5K, and uh, that's been a wonderful way for the community to come together. So it's just really about awareness um, and really spreading the reach of what we're doing. Well, um, I I think that you're definitely on the right path of of tremendous growth and and outreach and just very very positive things. And I I feel so blessed to have had you both on my show today. So I thank you so much, and let's keep in touch for the for the future. Um, Delilah, do you have some parting thoughts? Well, I just want to thank you both for taking your time today to come on and and give out this information and the the great service you're doing. Um, and I hope that uh, you have you 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 get more volunteers so that you can serve more meals and just continue to grow. I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing for the whole community. And you know, we need more more organizations like this. Absolutely, thank you so much. So thank you again. So um, we will close out this edition of Shattered Lives Radio today. Be sure to um, listen and circulate uh, for me, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks so much. Be well, and pay it forward. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.